Okay. Uh, we're here again. Well, I'm here again. They're not here again. This is the first time they're here. Uh, this is a character building panel. Um, we have, you know, yeah, we'll just like have people introduce themselves. You know, everybody knows Chuck, but still, Chuck can go first. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Omi. Uh, what's up, gang? <laughs> Chuck Pino, writer, uh, freelance writer and editor. Um, I've worked on an awful lot of stuff, but right now the big ones are Welcome to the Void, uh, Belial, Belial 2 just got out of, off of Kickstarter, um, and Essence House, which is my uh, audio drama that I worked on with Eric Cockrell, and which we're tur currently turning into a novel. And you have three days left to find that bad boy on Kickstarter. So You could put God. that link in the comments. I would do that right yeah, now. Thank you, you Omi. I appreciate yeah. that. Every, anybody can if they have like a Kickstarter Indiegogo or Patreon or OnlyFans, anything. <laughs> the OnlyFans is a secret. <laughs> Only certain people get that. One. I have the I link tattooed on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no questions prepared for any of these things because all it all it did was me. Um, I had to like figure out the whole scheduling thing and uh, people dropping or whatever. So it's mostly just like focus. free free flow with whatever we're going to be talking about. So it was like a Kickstarter, but for... Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Well, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Josh or J.R. Harris. I'm a uh, comic illustrator from uh, Michigan, USA. And uh, I've been working on stuff for the past four and a half years now and kicking through a few, quite a few projects right now. The big one is Heaven's Decoded, which Chuck is actually a part of right now. Um, the Kickstarter's not up yet, but we are working through a lot of different projects for that. We're doing some guidebooks, some free previews of the comic, and so there. Hey, there it is. That's oh, true. I didn't have mine up. Yep, nice. that's the guidebook. Nice. It's full of concept art and uh, character backgrounds, bios, and whatnot. Um, the writer um, Ronnie is not here today, but uh, I know he'll be making the appearance at some point in the future. Um, that one, and then I've got a few other books. Uh, Henry Graves, and then uh, Astronaut High Schooler, um, most of, and Chicago 20, most of which can be found on the Sierra Nova uh, website. I don't think Henry Graves is on there, but I know I know yeah. Chicago 20 is in uh, um, Astronaut wow. High Schooler. I can't even think of what the name is. Something with piano in it. Yes, Henry that's Graves, Henry Graves. piano. Yes. Yep. Yes. That's, that's, that one's that's on, there. on there. Yeah, so I do, I do. oh gosh, like historical fiction kind of stuff, uh, mystery, science fiction, fantasy. I do everything under the sun. So that's me. I dig. I dig. Sounds fun. I'm just I'm just reaching for stuff. Um, so I <clears throat> I guess I can go, I'll go next as I'm doing this because since you show your comic, I'm like, hey, I could show mine too. Why not? You know. Um, but my name is Tier or I go by Tier, um, but Tyrone Jackson. I'm the owner creator of uh, Sovereign Comics, um, which is based out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, that's where I'm living now. Originally, I'm from North Carolina. Uh, military and family brought me out here. So now I'm here working in IT and making comics and trying to build this lovely, lovely universe that I that I have. Um, at the moment, I have eight books out um, under five titles. And I can show you some of the books. So you have this book right here, Stars, which is a pretty dope book. It's about an all-girl rock band who double as heroes. So 
you know, it's like right now is becoming a fan favorite. It's actually the highest grossing Kickstarter that I've lost that I've that I've launched, not lost, but launched. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I had the uh, highest amount of people backing and the highest amount made, which was pretty cool. It's one of those titles where I wrote it. I did it. I put it out there. I wanted to see what people thought. I had no idea where it was going. And as people kind of came up with wacky ideas or came up with wacky, um, you know, premonitions of the characters and stuff like that, it was like, huh, so this book's kind of built on its own, you know, so it, it became its own thing. So it's going to be like one of those um, pretty much I, I, I dubbed it, a, um, you know, action eviction, action adventure comedy. So um, comedy being Alaska is going to have some serious stuff in it, but it's going to have its wacky points and everything like that, too, which are going to be uh, pretty cool that I think a lot of people are going to like, which is what they liked about the first one. Um, so I have another title, Cypher Team. This is my flagship title. Um, gosh, this light over here is destroying everything. There, we, Hold on. Nope, that's not helpful. <laughs> so Cypher Team is my flagship. I have two issues after that now. Uh, Cypher Team issue one, Cypher Team issue two. Cypher Team issue three is... Um, Right now, it's on the final stage. Well, not the final stages, but the middle stage. So it's going through the script for issue three. It's going to start getting worked on here pretty soon. Oh, that's me. I hear myself. No. That's me. Sorry. <laughs> that's good. It's good. It's good. I was bringing it up on uh, my monitor just so I could see the actual artwork. And, oh, okay. Uh, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Sometimes it's still shocking to hear myself. Like sometimes I go back and hear a podcast. I hate, I hate my own like, voice. So. I'm Man. the same way. Yeah, people tell me, oh, you have a nice voice. You have a great voice for podcasts. And I hear it. I'm like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have this other title, Enyamo Stigmata. Um, this is my sci-fi title. It's um, pretty much it. I think it got notoriety because of the type of title it is. It's pretty much a title about a Tuskegee Airman that gets slung to the other side of the galaxy during World War II by two Foo Fighters, and so now he's over there. He um, ends up helping a planet when the when the war that they were having. But then some member in an executive position of the team that he was fighting for, like, turns him into the Galactic Allegiance, and they put a bounty on his head because he's the only guy in that's on that side of the galaxy. So they start hunting him. So he's pretty much running for his life as, he, as they're hunting him. And um, where this story picks up, because it's going to flash back to all the other stuff, but where this story picks up is where he's um, pretty much brought into another organization to become a bounty hunter and lead the um, pretty much the numbers because he's 100. So he's leading 100, well, 101 through 106 to catch the top 100 bounties in the galaxy. Um, another title I have, this isn't the main cover for it, but this is a variant, is uh, Temple High. This is uh, my- Yeah, I just read it. Bell. Yeah, you just read this one. This is my Saved by the Bell variant. Uh, it does <laughs> it does pretty well, like merging everything together. But these are this is the school where a lot of the kids at this school are learning to use their powers. They don't have to go, and I left the the, the ending for the paths that they can take open because not all of them are going to become heroes. Not all, all of them are going to get out. You know, they're just going to go to school and finish and try to live a normal life. And then you're going to have some that become villains. And all of that stuff you'll start seeing unfold as the story goes and everything. So it's not necessarily a school for heroes. 
it's a or heroes in training. It's a school to teach youth how to use their powers, and after they graduate, it's up to them to do whatever they want. But they call it Temple High because a lot of the students who are the 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 top of the of the school get scouted by Cipher Team, who is under Temple to if their team is the best to create their own Cipher Team or um, join a cypher team that might be needing a member. So they kind of call it Temple High because, you know, it's an inside joke within the students because they say it's a school that's uh, training students to become, you know, superheroes, but it's not necessarily that. So you'll see a lot of fighting. I, I made sure I um, I kind of use the, uh, the manga uh, type of deal that they do with schools and everything like that, where you have the tournaments and all this other stuff. And that's one of the things that people love about, like, you know, the manga schools and everything, whenever they you know, you have these high school stories or shonen stories that people love. And I was like, okay, I'm going to kind of pull that element into the, uh, into Tipple High. So they have this thing called the Echelon that they use to fight each other and stuff like that. So, but yeah, that's me. We have, have five titles. Uh, the other title, I don't have the book right now, but we have five titles and um, eight books out right now, soon to be nine and 10. So we're just building and building. So nice. building. And now Greg. <laughs> Not me, the other one. <laughs> hey, guys. So uh, we're supposed to talk about character building, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll start with just talking about what I like about character building is um, one of the important things uh, that I figured out pretty early into it was that uh, the world and the character are directly related. So character building is essentially world building as well. They're both interrelated. And um, what I did with my book, Gun Demon, I'm starting the mailing list soon. I should be launching the campaign about February. And we're, I'm waiting on artist commissions right now to move to the next step. But uh, what I wanted to do here is I've got a few different characters I'm introducing from the superhero world. And um, I wanted to start with the sidekick first. I've never seen anybody do that. And sidekicks, uh, you know, they're very important emotionally to the stories and to the protagonist characters. So I thought, well, how about I put a lot of story, you know, and character and personality into this sidekick and then worry about the uh, protagonist later. And so the first book is Gun Demon and a gunny is my protagonist of this story. Uh, he's essentially going to end up being the sidekick of Celestian, the champion of Earth, who is my kind of holds the Superman role in my uh, universe. And uh, he was originally known as Perseus, you know, a couple thousand years ago or so. And uh, then he lived uh, in the East known as Raiden for some time. And uh, then was later known as Thor when he lived among the Norse. And today he's, of course, today we, we see superpowered beings we think of superheroes. So he's mm -hmm. known as Celestian, the champion of Earth. Okay. And uh, he's uh, in this world, uh, the angels and demons are actually aliens. They're not uh, supernatural and heaven and hell are actually physical planets. They're not uh, supernatural places and they're connected. All these plants are connected by wormholes. So it's kind of like Stargate, but with superheroes <laughs> instead of military teams. <laughs> and uh, so I kicked the whole thing off with Gunny and I've got. Uh, other creators right now, which I'm not going to announce uh, some of them right now because everything's still in development with them. But uh, I will announce one of them. Uh, Daniel Fogarty is uh, working on, he's going to be launching his book, World War Hell, here in the near future. And it's set in the same superhero universe. 
Uh, it's more like a horror movie. It's uh, he likes to pitch it as a um, horror movie in your that you hold, you know. Yeah, so that's what he's going to be pitching it like. And it's I love it. I I, uh, I network with a lot of creators daily, you know, video chats, voice chats, whatever. And this guy, um, this guy originally wasn't a creator. You know, uh, I was networking with him and uh, he just had great ideas. I was getting R&D from him on action figures. That's something I want to go into very soon. And um, he had so many great ideas. I said, why are you not creating a book guy? You know, what's going on here? And uh, so I've been teaching him the three act system, sequential uh, method of screenwriting and all those goodies, you know, and uh, he's getting it. He's really getting it. So he's working on a script right now and it's coming along great. So that'll probably be uh, coming pretty soon. I've got a few other guys. I'm not going to name drop them yet because their stuff is still in development and they're doing a lot of commissions right now. But some of these guys are actually active artists right now out in Comicsgate. And uh, one of them I've actually hired to design uh, Celestia, the champion of Earth. But um, so it's coming you, along. You tapped into something interesting there when you talked about the correlation of character building and world building. Mm -hmm. And I have to mention that to uh, creators an awful lot because the thing is, is that <clears throat> when we are creating characters, a lot of times someone will be like, oh, yeah, they're a superhero and they have these powers. And I'm like, OK, well. How, how do people react to them? And they're like, mm -hmm. what do you mean? I'm like, well, do they have to hide who they are? Are superpowers normal? Like, mm -hmm. that stuff, that part of world building also builds your characters. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it, 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 it creates in them their motivations, the reasons for wearing a mask or doing mm -hmm. what they're doing. Like, why are they even being heroes? Why yeah. aren't they just superpowered? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What, what, uh, what motivates them? And a lot of times, um, it's the world around us that creates us, even even in our local world. Like, why why have we decided to become comic creators? What has motivated us? And that the world around us has has built that and and motivated us and and made us want to do these things. Mm -hmm. So those are considerations that we have to take when we create our characters. Exactly, and and that's a good thing too. Like what you said is perfect you know um a lot of people do like in that area when it comes to, to the world building they just say creating this character and and greg from what you were saying where your universe is seems like you have that thing nicely <laughs> built out <laughs> the right, the right, even with mine like um is an interconnected universe and people want to know well how does it connect here how does it connect there and there's actually for me when i was building my world i started off with two characters but of course what jumped from my world building is when I started working on these two characters, I had to figure out certain things because these characters, they aren't, I haven't done the book yet because if I do their book, it's going to be spoiler city. Like you're, you're going to know, you're going to know the story that I'm telling, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so I can't do their book just yet, but it's twin, twin daughter, twin girls. Um, and in their future, the world is pretty much upside down. Um, there are no more heroes. There's a, a villain that's running everything. You know, he's he's killed villains who didn't come to the side. He's killed heroes who didn't come to the so side. So it's Earth. Yeah, <laughs> it's Earth. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. You know, so it's like this world is just all sorts of messed up, right? And they're like, "What the what the entire hell happened? Like, what the fuck happened? Is it okay? hey, Greg? Is it okay to curse up here? Is it okay?" 
I just did like a million times last Okay, cool, cool, cool. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Good, I'm, sure. I'm not a sailor, but I'm a sailor. Yeah, <laughs> I was in the military, so it will start coming out, I promise you. <laughs> but, um, you know, their future is fucked up, and their parents were well-known heroes, and they're just like, what the hell happened? So they find a way to go back to the past to figure out what's going on. So, of course, with this, them going back to the past, I'm like... I can't just have them go back to the past. Like I have to figure stuff out. Who are their parents? How is their relationship? Who are their friends? Who do they work for? What school do they go to? All of this other stuff. What you know? And that's what brought Cipher Team along. You know. And then yeah, you know, you're talking about time travel. That's Mm -hmm. something uh, important in world building too. If you're going to have a a story element like time travel or alternate worlds, which I typically stay away from with superheroes, Mm -hmm. that's something that you have to build into the world itself. Exactly. You know, this is where Hollywood keeps fucking up immensely is in uh, and, and Marvel and DC as well. You know, you start adding time travel to superhero stories that have been going on for decades mm-hmm. and you fuck everything up. Exactly. And um, so you, you built that world around that concept of time travel and that's exactly. why it'll work. Yep. It's like I, I pretty much did everything backwards because like if I would have started with Cypher Team and then said, oh, yeah, this happened and now it's time travel. It would have been weird. But since I use that story, which I have 30 stories for those two girls. Mm-hmm. So when that comes out, it's going to be heavy. But I have like 30, 30, stories. Stories, 30 stories already written. For the, for the Bro, how do you have time to write and promote? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, you guys, Greg, Greg sees me on Instagram. He's like, dude, do you ever sleep? Like, nope. <laughs> I, don't. You know, I, don't. <laughs> I don't. I have one story right now I'm concerned with. <laughs> well, you guys bring up a really good point, too, is that like like the time travel and like how many years, how many back, like with certain characters and whatnot. And like, I think there's like two big things I always think about is like, get to know your character mm-hmm. from beginning to end, not just like, Oh, he's a superhero and he's super powerful because you start to running into that whole linear writing when you don't, you, you just like, okay, you know, character a does this and then does this and then does this and then does this. And there's never a sense of like the world moving around them and like operating outside of them. It's like that's I think that's a big mistake I see is that like you you write a character so linear and what if you have time travel and you have these characters that come back like one thing that will always stick with me is uh, like a Doctor Who episode I don't remember what season it was but essentially it's like early on in the season there's a character that like had a, didn't have a coat on when he should have but then you learn in the late at the very end of the season that the guy not wearing the coat was really a time traveler for something mm. else so it's just like they had set that up from day one day one and, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of stuff is if you write a big story know your characters from beginning mm-hmm. to end and, and, don't, and that brings me to another point real quick is that like not not writing the character at their prime mm-hmm. like you can do that you can create the character at their prime but it's so much more interesting to see, see them where they came from and got up yeah. to the yep you know I see that and those things that you were talking about, like with, with the jacket, mm-hmm. uh, it's so funny because people will be like, great, so I have to have everything planned out. No, you don't have mm-hmm. to do that because exactly. that's an awful lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do, like um, we have Essence House, which is a time travel novel. And the thing is, is that when we started it, I was very open with the fact that I fucking hate time travel. <laughs> I, cause, cause, yeah. And I'm sure you guys can agree with me here. Mm-hmm. The innate problem with time travel is we time traveled and that's why everything's all fucked up. And so I didn't want that. So now that we're playing with it and we're of course 
I'm keeping that in mind and making sure that that's not our our main MacGuffin or our main issue, so to speak. Um, when you want to do things like that, rather than having to plan ahead and go, this is how we're going to deal with this. Instead, why don't you do those things, leave them open with the idea that when I get to the point of having to deal with this, I need to remember that. Yeah. And so that way you don't have to necessarily know how you're going to fix it, only that you're going to do it. It's one of those things like I like to leave notes for myself every once in a while. It's like I'll leave a note for me and I'll be like, ah, oh, Chuck, you're the, you're the coolest fucking dude around. I love you, man. And then like I'll put it in the middle of my notebook. And so I'm writing, working, and then all of a sudden, bam, there it is. And I'm like, oh, that dude was thinking of me. That's so sweet. You know, so like this is, this is something that future you is going to have to deal with. Yeah. So you don't have to take care of it right now. Just open the door, leave it open, and someone can play with it later on. And Chuck, guess what? Consequently, you're time traveling. <laughs> That's right, right? Exactly, man. The messed up shit going on there. But to get back to characters, um, one thing, especially, you know, a lot of us uh, work with teams or at least with multiple characters. That's another thing that you also have to consider is your character dynamics. Yeah. How the different characters work. If you just have a bunch of beefy ass buff dudes who don't, you know, who can't emote and all that kind of stuff, there's no sort of it, it's linear <laughs> on and even the relate like relationships are what makes things interesting. Mm -hmm. It's it's what yeah. makes your life interesting, both in a good way and a bad way. Yep. So yeah. that's something that you we need to include in our stories and in our writing. So you need to kind of have these things built into those characters so that they're hardwired so we know what works well for them, what doesn't work, who they don't work with. I mean, they can't all be – I guess they can be best friends, but there still has to be some there kind of – something. And yeah, yeah. There's got to be some sort of thing that, that will set them off or mm -hmm. that where they won't work well or – you know, different belief systems or whatever that's going to, you know, there always has to be some kind of conflict. Exactly. So you have to build your characters so that that conflict is then there innately. Again, it's that, that idea of you, you put these things in there, not necessarily knowing how or when you're going to deal with them, but knowing that they're there to deal with. So with, that when you say like, my guy is a massive vegetarian, well, at some point they might have to, we might have to deal with that. And that might be a struggle or an issue that comes up later on with this dude who is a massive um, big game hunter or some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that stuff comes up just by leaving those doors open. So it is just something like, to consider. Like what you were saying, I said the same thing on, on another sh on another show um, with the character building and stuff like that on on dispatch um, on broadcast from the dispatch, and that's what I do in my character building. The one thing that I always looked at because I, I, you know, all of us, I'm pretty some of you know, we have friends. We at one point in time before this mess in 2020 hung out in groups everybody in that group if you look at a natural group even if you have the same direction in mind you all are going at it from different angles to get to that same end goal you're going to have the bad boy you're going to have the good boy you're going to have the promiscuous person you're going to have the person that's a prude you're going to have all of these different people and they're all in the same group all hanging together and it's cool so i apply that to my story for instance stars like you were saying with best friends stars this, this one right here they're best friends, but they all come from all different walks of life. And the thing that people liked about it is they seem like a group of friends, 
even though they have the same end goal, we want to be a, a popular rock band. We also want to be heroes. The personalities are different. They do not act the same. You have the wild one who's the drummer. You know, she's loud, obnoxious, you know, likes to joke around. And then you have the her friend who was her college roommate who they started the band together, but they are always clashing. Like the friend, like the one who's her college roommate is always yelling at her about something, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, people are looking at it like, wait, I thought they were friends. It's like, they are friends. Like if you try to come between them, they're going to mess you up, but they can say whatever they want to to each other. You know, just like in the military, like Marine Corps, Army, Air Force, Navy, we joke each other. But don't you come in joking us, especially if you're a civilian. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know, so it's like we do we do the uh, I do the same thing within my stories like with all the, all the groups, even with Cypher Team. They are like two of them are relatives. Um, so, of course, they have that relative connection. Two of them are married. But in the same aspect, they have their clashes like Kunoichi loves messing with Alchemy and Alchemy can't stand her like. If Alchemy could and would get away with it, she would probably try to kill Konoichi if she can get if she could do it. They can't stand each other, and you can see that tension. Like, oh, they they really don't like each other. No, they don't. <laughs> and, and it's fine. They they know they have their. I mean, Cyber Team isn't as I, I don't want to call it a superhero book. It's more of a anti-terrorism type book. You know, they're a unit that you know protects the world from people with powers and people without powers that want to hurt people, you know, so they're like more... a GI Joe thing or something. Exactly. Exactly. The way I explain to people, I say it's like, G exactly. You know, so that's, <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of how they are. So, and I had to tell people that because I'm like, I literally have two characters in there that will take your head off your shoulders and then turn around and walk away. Like nothing happened. So I didn't want people to be like, but they're superheroes. no, they are a hit squad. <laughs> yeah. That's well, what they are. It's, so it's yeah. funny. Um, someone on here, Pez X Core, said best friends hate each other. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that that's not true. It's that best friends are passionate. Mm -hmm. Best friends are comfortable in a relationship, so they know that they can do whatever shit they do. Yep. And yep. that means that if you step on my foot, then I'm going to fucking tell you and I'm going to get, and I have, we have that relationship where I'm allowed to get mad at you. And I'm allowed to tell you, you, you need to step the fuck off. And yep. so that's the thing about, about best friends or, or good friends is that, that there's that passion there. And that allows for, for moments of, of beauty and of conflict. Mm -hmm. And so all those moments are there and you just have to be ready to snag those moments and go, oh shit, this is a perfect time to do this. And and also, why am I doing this? Like, how does this also serve the story? Because there is such a thing as too much conflict. Yes. You know, where oh, yeah. nothing's happening because everyone's bitching. Unless yeah. that is the story. Is that <laughs> the, this group is falling the fuck apart yeah. and they need to fix it. You know, then the walking then dead. They don't know uh, what to do except example. get people bitching about bitching at each other and then people dying. That's literally all they know how to write. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like, and my thing is, too, is like, if you're writing best friends and if they don't argue, are they really friends? Because I know what my yeah. best friends, we will argue and then we'll be like, want to go get a beer? Yeah, let's go get a beer. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so like right after our argument and people are just like, wow. That always makes me think about, you know, the, uh, and I'm sure you are all aware of the whole buddy cop story. Mm -hmm. plot device is you know you, you get them together they start to know each other about three quarters of the way through they have this falling out argument and then right at the climax of the story they come back together and they you know and it's i it's incredibly cliched and i i get sick of seeing it but that is a really if you don't know how to write conflict 
that's a good way to like learn. That's a good like stepping stone because like you got two guys, you know, the 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 tough guy, and you got the the guy who's real soft and real, you know, you know, uh, flavorful and happy with life, and then the stern asshole. You put them together, you're gonna see some conflict, but over time, you know, they start to work together. They see each other's benefits, and then there's that big something happens that they just cannot agree on. Leave the like, weapon. Exactly. Yeah. It's any any buddy cop movie. Yeah. Like, they girl. live. It's not a cop movie, but they live is the perfect live, movie yeah, for, for that. One. Oh yeah. Yep. Another perfect one where it was more comedy. The first rush hour because they did not get along yeah, at all. Oh yeah, exactly. of course. <laughs> yep. You know, Josh, you were talking earlier about how the the character interacts in the world and there and there are effects, you know, causes and effects there. Um, yeah. You know how uh, one way I don't write myself into a corner like that is I use the Myers-Briggs type indicator to give personality types to each of the characters. Yes, so when you yes, when you good. have a, when you set up a situation, I already know, you know, how my character is going to respond to the situation. And then I have all their special abilities. I know what their capabilities, weaknesses and all yeah. that is. You know it, that. It, it blows my mind to see people, so-called professionals, you know, <laughs> in the uh, you know, in Hollywood and all this, just getting all this stuff wrong. This is this is elementary stuff. We're, yes. we're guys just sitting around on a stream talking about it. Fucking Hollywood can't even make a movie with these concepts. Exactly. It's pathetic. <laughs> and, and I'm glad that you said that because I do the same thing. I actually have two type of uh, character sheet profiles that I do. One of them is a super short one, so I can just show someone quickly. And the other one is like, literally, I lied to you, not it's 12 pages long. It goes in depth into family trauma, you know, um, things that happen to them in the background where they picked on, you know, where they the bully, you know, all of these different things. And one person be like, why do you do that? I'm like, look at your own life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, were, were you a straight line or did you have all these different paths that brought you to this person that you are now? You know, and you can do the, that same type of in-depth creating with your character and with your world, you know, Maybe your Earth is different from the normal Earth because something happened. Maybe a certain country won a war during a certain time, or no. you know, um, you know, a certain president wasn't assassinated, or a certain president didn't have two terms. You know, different things that you can do that you can change your world because of choices that would build that world. And a lot of people, like you were saying, they leave that stuff out. They're just like, oh, character, okay, they're happy go lucky. That's it. That's it. <laughs> like, okay, what makes them happy-go-lucky? Do they have a rough life, and now they're choosing to be happy-go-lucky, and they're just mm -hmm. waiting for that one, you know, just gonna, it's going to take that one opportunity that's going to, you know, make them explode because they've been faking it for so long, you know, and you're right, they, they do forget that stuff.